once again, it is a pleasure to have Marishé on the One Gospel podcast. Marishé Bellaris uh, serves as lead pastor of the art. Pastor Bellaris completed degrees at DeVry University, Palm Beach Atlantic University, and Liberty Theological Seminary, where he earned his master's in theological studies. Uh, my name is Evans, founder and president of One Gospel Ministries, and um, we are here today to do part two of Have the Church Today Replace the Holy Spirit for Entertainment. Welcome, brother, again to the One Gospel Podcast, part one of the podcast. We received a lot of feedback that was very encouraging, many of whom who listened to the last episode were convicted and, and uh, pretty much acknowledged that some churches today have stirred up, uh, stirred away from the gospel of Jesus Christ and focused more on entertainment. So based on the feedback, you know, we wanted to do part two of this episode. So let me just start with this verse in Matthew 21, 13. Jesus said, he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of robbers. Hmm. And um, G. Campbell Morgan said this. He said, when amusement is necessary to get people to listen to the gospel, there will be failure. This is not the method of Christ to form an organization and provide all kinds of entertainment for young people in order that they may come to the Bible classes is to be foredoomed to failure. Wow. You know, a lot of churches today are more concerned with entertaining those in the pews than feeding them spiritually. And, you know, Matthew, Jesus pretty much talked about, you know, saying that, hey, man, his house is a house of prayer. Amen. And, um, but we made it into a den of robbers. You know, so we're in part two. So what, what, what are your thoughts? Um, after we did part one, um, you know, I know a lot of people heard it. And uh, a lot of people, again, we got some feedback from it. And um, whether, you know, it was good or very construct, uh, uh, constructive. And, um, you know, we're here doing that, doing it for the glory of God. Amen. So um, what are your thoughts about what Jesus said about my house shall be called a house of prayer? Well, first of all, let me thank you for, you know, having me on because it's really an honor and pleasure um, to be here uh, and speaking with a man of your caliber, you know, um, humble man of God that sticks to the word of God. Um, I'm not going to say that's rare to find because I, 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 my circle are men that are like that. But I know quite a few as well that are out there making their own theology. So I thank God for men like you, thank you, you know, that we could be friends and be able to share um, this topic together. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to this topic, man, with Jesus Christ, his own words saying that we have made his house into a den of thieves, that speaks volumes where he comes into his house and doesn't recognize it. Um, not only that, he's probably not even invited. Wow. So you're looking at a den of thieves. That's not just one. That's, you know, that's a flock. That's, that's a herd of people that's around, a group of people that's around, and they're up to no good. And, you know, um, and there's a saying that goes, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. 
that's why you'll notice a lot of the you know word of faith preachers uh you'll find a lot of name it claim it style preachers they all stick together yeah you know because they know what they stand for what, what, what they stand for and they need that backing of the other false theologians to be able to continue to do what they do so they feel good about what they're doing but the holy spirit is already convicting them and letting them know look this is not me i'm not doing this but there's a deeper issue to me there's a deeper issue because the bible says that the holy spirit adds to the church daily and personally, this is my opinion, but I, I believe that the reason that pastors leave the Holy Spirit and go after trying to lead people themselves is because the Holy Spirit is not in them. They don't want to take time to seek the Holy Spirit because it takes time to where the Holy Spirit will lead them and guide them. Um, so they have to come up with new schemes, new uh, tricks to get people new gimmicks to get people inside the church building and then when they do get them in it's not about their soul it's about their pocket because they were never in it to get people saved because mm -hmm. if you were in it to get people saved you would go the route that the spiritual route yeah to get them in but because you're going the materialistic or even the uh psychological um route to get people inside your church then you have to continue that same route when they come in and because or else you're going to trick them then it's a lie Correct. if i told you i'm going to give you a bowl of food you know if you come to church today hmm. and you come in and you don't get that bowl of food i just tricked you correct yeah i just lied to you and that's what a lot of these preachers are doing they're lying to people actually i, I apologize they're not lying they're telling people the truth they're telling them look i'm going to give you candy i'm going to give you this you know we're about to you know um Halloween is right around the corner. Oh, yeah. You'll find many churches celebrating uh, a, a, a holiday that really celebrates death, celebrates, you know, dem demons and spirits that are, that are not of God. Mm -hmm. They'll have pumpkins out there, you know, truck or treat. Yeah, trying to drink. That's the way it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name. <laughs> uh, they, they changed it to where instead of, you know, like Halloween night, they, they call it Hallelujah night, but it has nothing to do with God. Not only that, they want to come dressed up as, you know, it's like an alternative, mm. but not really an alternative because they're, they're doing the same thing. Well, you don't need to come dressed as a goblin, dressed as Joseph, Mary, you know, to, to get, like, really? Do we need to go that far? Man, I don't know, bro. It's yeah. frustrating. It, it it can be frustrating, and uh, and I think um, you, know, you you said a lot of things, and um, the main thing that you pointed out is that you know there they have we've seen that the church itself today, some churches there where the gospel is not as effective for them, but entertainment is more effective. Yeah, um, you know because. It's sad to see how many churches have just, you know, just push away the gospel and just and let the entertainment come in. Um, let me read this quote to you from a young lady. Uh, she said, I really would like to see the church operate in the days of my grandmother. The church has become such a show these days. It operates just as a play on Broadway. You have your production team, 
singers, musicians, dancers, skits, and VP sections. Everything has to happen at a certain time. We give so much time to all of these things, but only allow five minutes for the Holy Spirit to appear. What happened to just plain church? She said a mouthful right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's deep. It is. I mean, her, her comments, while, you know, while you're reading it, made me think of the movies. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine paying fifteen movies, fifteen dollars to go to the movies, twenty dollars to go see a movie, and the movie is only about an hour, forty-five minutes in length? Yeah. Would you be satisfied? Hmm. But we're okay. We're okay with the movie being two hours long, but church that's two hours long. Oh no, that's too long. I can't sit in church that long. Mm -hmm. I can't blame the people. I really can't. I don't think it's the people's fault. It's 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 us as preachers. Yeah. We're going with what the culture is giving us. We're adapting to the culture instead of the culture adapting to the gospel. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. When that happens, we become entertainers and not preachers. We water down the gospel, and that's why, and that's exactly what she is saying. Yeah. To where, when a preacher preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is so hardcore. It is, it, it is the crust of a life-changing words that's coming out of this man's mouth into your ears and into your heart, piercing it. The Bible says to separate the heart and the mind and even the joints. We don't see that anymore because hmm. we're watering down the gospel. You, you want to do what you want to do? Go ahead, do it. It's okay. God didn't forbid that. It's all right. He's okay with it now. No, that was back then. Has God changed? No, he's not. He has not changed. <laughs> you know, I like what she said, though. She said, you know, we need to uh, see the church operate in the days of my grandmother. I don't know. You and I, you know, back in the days, go to church. Yeah. They're having prayer service. Yes. are having, you know, worship, worship service and the message. Yes. And now these days, you go to a church, uh, several churches now these days, it just... It's just a worship. There's really no prayer. None. And the message is really like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes long. And, and it just and motivates it. you to do better, you know. Yeah. Almost like you could save yourself. Exactly. And the, the pastor, I guess, don't really have time to really dive into the scripture to develop it because all the other things... Like she was saying is in her quote, she said, you got the production team, the singers yeah. and the musicians, dancers, skits and VP sessions. I guess they have a timer or something like a movie production yeah. and say cut. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's done. We're done singing. It doesn't matter if the Holy Spirit was there. It doesn't matter if God was, you know, angels were worshiping with us. Mm -hmm. You know, that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter if, you know, the spirit of God was just moving in the, you know, in the audience. Somebody needed healing. No, nope, that's irrelevant. Cut. That's wow. it. Move on to the next. That's crazy. Let's put on the play. Yeah, oh, man. Showmanship. <laughs> oh, man. Um, have you noticed? I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. crazy. <laughs> no, go ahead. Have you noticed majority of, of churches now worship the same way? You notice what, mm -hmm. not just worship the same way, but they have the same haircut. They have yeah. the same uh, hairstyles or even the same uh, type of clothing. Yes. You know, um, the pastors now are very hip. You know, they don't wear suits anymore. They just come in with 
uh, either a plaid shirt or a t-shirt. Some of them are very muscular, so they come in with muscle shirts on. Um, I forget the skinny jeans. The skinny jeans, <laughs> bro. You know, um, you have you know the. Praise and worship leaders to me just cracked me up because you got that one, you know, I saw a Facebook post one time where they had praise and worship leader, they had like a llama with the hair tilted oh, to yes. the side, of, yes. you know, covering the one eye. Mm -hmm. It's like most praise and worship leaders, you know, that's the hairstyle that they go mm -hmm. for. Um, and when they worship, they worship the same. It's like one hand up, you know, not really moving, not really doing anything. They just kind of hop, you know, it's like a one inch hop a little bit, <laughs> you know, and that's as far as they will go, mm -hmm. you know, the manifest station of the presence of God you really don't see healing you really don't see deliverance you really don't see it's almost like you know they pacify everything and they pass it on to someone else the Correct. doctors could do it yeah. the psychologists could do it mm. you know um, everybody else could do it but the church no we're just really here to entertain you we're just another part of your entertainment you know itinerary you don't need to go to the movies we got you yeah you don't need to go you know to a concert we got you you know, you can do it right here. It's okay. And you want some motivation for you to go out there and be the best you that you can? You, you, you We got you. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's what it's come to. So what you're saying is that, you know, some churches today are no different than the world then. None. None. Yeah. It's, None. That's um, very troubling. And I believe, you know, like you said in your last podcast, last um, episode that we did, you said... It's going to be a time where Jesus is going to start flipping tables. Again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rogers, Rogers, um, an elder at his church said, he said, the church body has sacrificed the gospel for worldly acceptance. The Bible says to be of the world, not in the world. In our quest to change with the times, we have to let go of traditions and basic teachings to fit what is popular. He again said, we went from congregation of 300 to 30,000. The church has become a business. What is lacking is the pure gospel and the experience of intimacy with the Lord. This is what we are craving, intimacy with God. Mm. I mean, he said, this is a powerful, you know, it's an elder of a church. And yeah. he, it's just, I think he's, you know, he says a lot here. Um, mainly talking about the gospel has pretty much just been pushed away and we have allowed worldly things to come inside the church like you were saying there are certain way people are dressing now these days and, and and so on like that all these type of things they're slowly creeping inside the church and people church people don't recognize that and you know he's saying that you know we went from congregations of 300 to 30,000 um, the church has become a business. Yeah, of course, that's what it is. It, it's a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. You get them in and out. That's why service could only be forty-five minutes long for them. They could have five, six services. They think that they're reaching people, when really they're just pacifying them, putting a pacifier in their mouths and mm -hmm. keep going. They're not even giving them milk. <laughs> They're not even giving them milk, bro. Yeah. They're giving them, I mean, again, they're just putting a pacifier in their mouth. Okay, be quiet, good, keep moving. We're okay. That's terrible. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, I think that's the problem I have, too, with um, with uh, churches like that is just how are you going to, how are you engaging with the people? How are you spreading you the gospel? You can't. 
I mean, it's just to me, it's very troublesome. I have, and again, I have a lot of gripe with you know with the bride of Christ, and I'm part of the you know, and I'm part of that. We focus on getting people saved more abroad than we do right here in our backyard. Amen. We're sending missionaries to Africa, Haiti, Dominican Republic, you know, El Salvador. We're sending them every month, every week. Oh yeah, we're building schools. We're doing this for them. What about your friends? What about your neighbors? Mm -hmm. What about the people that you see on the street right here in America that need your prayers, that need you to come in and tell them Jesus Christ can save you from your sins? But we're ignoring that and we want to go abroad to preach the God. To me, it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out because they, I think we're seeing how negative or the pushback might be so strong here in America where we've already given up <coughs> on God, the Holy Spirit doing his work. We're like, well, we're going to go where we're really needed, where it's a little easier for us because they're in need. And based on that need, we're going to give them the gospel. No. There's a need right here in America, or right here. People need to hear about <coughs> Jesus Christ, Excuse you know. Me. Jesus Christ is saving their lives. Jesus Christ coming in, cleansing their sins, you know, coming in, getting rid of drug addiction, getting rid of, you know, uh, any type of sin, whether it's sexual, physical, you know, spiritual, emotional sin that they may have, omissions, whatever it is, God, Jesus Christ has saved them from that, and he can, and he still, and he still is saving them from it. And that's what people need to hear right here. Once we take care of that, then we focus on others that are abroad. But <coughs> personally, Excuse to me, it's, 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 it's scary to see where the church is at. I'm afraid in another five to ten years, where, we, where are we going to end up? We've lost our power. The churches are not praying anymore. Yeah. You come to a worship service um, on a Sunday morning, I... I mean, you said it earlier, I don't think there's a prayer that's, you know, that's put up. And if they pray, it's, it's it, and again, it's systematic where Correct. every church does it the same way now. Yeah. You know, every church does it the same way where, you know, the person is, that's leading the service, oh God, thank you, Lord Jesus. And they read, you know, just a little bit of a verse. They give their synopsis on that verse, and then they try to break it down a little bit, and then they throw up a one-minute prayer, and then they go back into the singing, into the concert, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If the Holy Spirit is in a church, I know God never did the same miracle the same way. Mm -hmm. If you're blind, I've seen where he sped on the ground, took mud, put it on someone's eye, someone else that was blind, he touched them and healed them. I, ne I never saw two miracles done the same way. I, I, I've seen preachers preach in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Their messages were completely different, though the message was still about Jesus Christ. So I'm, we're living in a time where everybody is doing the same thing, and they're following a cookie-cutter pattern that makes no sense. None. And we need to be able to, to change that dynamic to change the way that we're thinking and go to God and say, God, you are the originator. You are the one that created everything. I need you to tell me how I need to run this church. I need you to tell me what you need me to do in this church for it to function the way that you want and not look at somebody else that's doing it and for you just copy. Satan copies. 
God creates. Hmm. Amen. Uh, let me just close with this, and I will let you have the final words. Um, and if we compete head to head with Hollywood on entertainment quality, Hollywood wins. All hands down. The church loses. Hands down. <laughs> Jesus never bored people with the gospel, and a lot of his parables were very entertaining, like you said. Yeah. But entertainment was never the point. Correct. Truth was the point. Yep. And great truths are never boring. That's right. So I think, um, you know, the gospel is still relevant. And entertainment, we need to eliminate that from the church. And like you said, I'm afraid to see how things will happen within going on, you know, within five years or ten years. It's, it's scary. I, I don't think entertainment will go away. I think the focus needs to change. Mm -hmm. See, I could entertain you and still give you Jesus. Mm. We could sit down and eat together. I, I'm entertaining you. Correct. We're talking, we're chatting. But there needs to come a point where Jesus Christ is, is the main focus of that conversation. Jesus Christ is the reason that I invited you. Jesus Christ is the reason why we're eating together. Jesus Christ is the, is, you know, becomes the main focal point of our conversation. And that's the difference with the churches that are entertaining people rather than letting the Holy Spirit do its job and you know, do his job is the fact that they've taken Jesus out of the equation. They don't want Jesus in the temple. They have thieves in the temple. Mm. They don't want Jesus in it because when Jesus comes in it, he will flip tables. He will call them out on their sins. He will let them know you can't continue to live this way. People are dying and hurting in your churches, in our churches, and yet we're just looking at them and telling, you know, tell them, it's okay, you know, let me tell you a great story. Rather than going before God, kneeling before him, asking him for his power, give me the opportunity, Lord, to lay hands on this individual and show them that you are still alive. We can't entertain anymore. We cannot entertain anymore. Uh, now let me close with this. When we watch the movie, it's not 300, it's the one where he was, they killed his family. You Gladiator. Know, sort of Gladiator. Love that movie. Yes, wonderful <laughs> movie. He, he's in Rome inside, you know, inside the, the arena. Mm -hmm. He looks at the people because he knows this is wrong, this is not right. And he asks him this question after he kills that main soldier. Are you not entertained? Because that's what they came to see. And that entertainment caused people to die. Mm -hmm. It took life. And that's exactly what's happening in church. And I have to ask the church the same question. Are you not entertained? And that entertainment that the pastors are giving them, it's costing a whole bunch of people their lives, both spiritually and physically. Because there's no physical healing and there's no spiritual healing coming from Jesus Christ. Are you not entertained? And we'll just leave it at that. Wow. Pastor, I want to say thank you again for taking the time off to really, um, you know, share your knowledge um, about how the Holy Spirit and, uh, and entertainment are being intermingled inside the church. And um, I want to say thank you again for... Um, for for everything, um, my pleasure. And we pray that people are blessed by this podcast. And uh, for those who are listening, I encourage you guys to uh, 
give your feedback and um, if you have any questions please reach out to us um, you could um, go to our, our website is www.onegospelministries.com uh, org I apologize um, or you can email um, info at onegospelministries.org uh, if you want to reach out to Pastor Mattache, um, you could his website is www.thearcofgod.org and his email address is Pastor M, as in Mary, at thearcofgod.org. He is the lead pastor at the Ark. Go out and uh, check the church out. It's at 1225 South Military Trail, Suite A, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33415. Thank you guys for listening to our One Gospel One. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Uh, We appreciate you too, brother. God bless. God bless.